guys, you know I started recording. Well, I guess you guys found out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I think I think we should literally be like we should be, we should just be talking, and then I'll be like I'll be like like we we start like talking about like vaguely, and then I'm like like just hit the intro, and then you intro it, and then we go like we go like all right, so we got some big news. I mean, I'm already recorded with everything that y'all just. Okay, <laughs> then hit the intro, Justin. Hit the intro, all right. Welcome back into the Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Justin Patrick. With me, as always, Zach Taylor, Sean Filson. We got some big news. Sean, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for asking, because somebody else doesn't care about Hello. how we are. How do you, How are you? I'm great. I'm what? honestly, I'm great. I got a big old smile on my face. Uh, it's a Monday, uh, January 11th. Um, What did I do today? Well, I got paid for... Nine hours at, or eight and a half hours at work. I didn't do anything. Okay. It's kind of great. Um, well, I got part of a house done. But nothing really. Nothing really. Justin, how did your day go? My day went all right. Started my first uh, day of classes for the new semester. So. Okay. What wow. you, what, I'm what, on what, spring break right what now. What classes did you go to, Justin? So you know. Say what? What classes did you have this, this semester? I had mass communications, and then I also had intro to sociology. Mm. Okay. Sociology. Let's skip that topic. Yeah, that's, okay. I Justin, know. I heard from someone that we have some big news. Was it a little bird? No, because Twitter's banning people now, so not a little <laughs> bird. Um, I heard it from some mm-hmm. guy with a mustache that's on the news right now. He's talking about it. Whatever really? that dude's name. Mail delivery concerns. That's who I heard it from. <laughs> okay. So, Justin, go ahead and tell these fine, fine... Fine, listeners. The big news we have. Gladly. So, those of you who don't know, we've been doing this podcast since March 1st of 2020. Almost a year. We just kind of started this like as an idea saying, you know, we all like basketball, we all like talking sports. Let's try and do this. You know, it's, it's more Sean's idea. And then Zach joined in, and then I was just like, all right, I'll be the voice of this. Even though, like, I my basketball knowledge back then... And now it's grown. It's yeah, grown. It's grown, but it's still not the greatest. Anyways, so for those of you who don't know, I am a analyst at ESPN Pensacola. I have been for two years. Sean has interned there already. Uh, Zach, that's not really your major. But well, you know, I I subbed in one week you, you and did a great job. We've been we've been on the radio together. Anyways, ESPN Pensacola is picking up our show to be Pensacola's main basketball show every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12. In the noon, I guess you would say it's 12, 12, 12 in the noon. 12 in the noon. 12 p.m. I think 12 that's 12 p.m. Right? Is that is? 10 to noon. <laughs> 10 to noon. That's a better that, way to say that it. Sounds good. 10 to 12 nice. every Sunday. Um, so, yeah, that's the big news. Like, this is a big step for us because we've been doing this podcast every week consistently, putting out an episode for you guys to hear our basketball talk and our basketball knowledge. And now we'll be on the radio every week doing our show. It can't, we can't use the name Coast to Coast, sadly, because of something, some news show. That doesn't pertain to basketball at all, so yeah, it's it kind of it it's pretty to stupid. Basketball at all, but you know we're not mad about that. We're just happy to be on the radio live for ESP Pensacola. Uh, it's kind of big because Pensacola, the Civic Center or the Pensacola Bay Center now is what you could, they call it, 
is going to be hosting the Sunbelt Conference Basketball Tournament. And, you know, the winner of that tournament automatically gets a bid into the March Madness Tournament. So, you know, it's something that's coming to Pensacola that will be a big thing for us to cover. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited, honestly. And we we get exclusive access, correct? We yeah, we're, that's that's the deal. Like we're gonna be getting exclusive access, able to interview these coaches, interview these players, interview these teams. Hopefully that COVID you know stays on this same grind. You know, it, it even if it's there, I'm going. Yeah, like, I'm, I, go, I'm I, going. I'm going. I plan on going. It's just I don't want any cancellations like last year. So exactly, as long as it stays yeah. where where it's at now, it doesn't rise up. You know, that's the plan. Um, like I said, someone who wins that tournament here going to March Madness. Yeah, I, I will say I'm I'm super excited. First of all, mention our podcast to your parents. Mm-hmm. Shout us out. We take sponsorships. I will take your money <laughs> and say your company's name. I will take your money and uh, say your company's name. And, and uh, there might be so and so some some other like guidelines that we have to say. Okay, um, but I'm honestly super excited for the opportunity. I really am. Okay, me and Sean have been talking about this. Let's see, how old are we? Twenty two, almost like a decade. Let's be real. It means me and Sean have been talking about this almost like a decade. I'm pretty excited. Just to be able to talk sports. I mean, yeah, the podcast is great to be able to like get our voices out and everything, but being able to go on like a nationally recognized channel, although it's based here in it, Pensacola. We still have the chosen. name ESPN. We got chosen. Yeah. So there's I mean, we get to put our voices into the system. To where people can start listening and be like, hey, these guys sound really good and let us go further on in our career. I know I want to continue this in basketball. I know Justin would prefer football, but I mean, if he got a big time opportunity in basketball, I don't think he'd be opposed. I mean, Zach, I'm just good at this. Zach's more of a math major. I'm just good at this. He's just a math guy that's here for the ride. He's like Daryl Morey. But like, I mean... Basically, <laughs> I'm da- sign me up. Let me be Daryl Morey. Sign me up. Let me be Daryl Morey. I mean, yeah, college football is my main thing. That's why I came to ESPN Pensacola for. But you know, I saw the opportunity to one. This is something that can be big under my resume and Sean's resume. Zach, if you want to add to your resume, hey, I guess you can now. But it's something that's big because it's creating our own program for the station and then able to add it to, to there. And so we started this podcast. We've been doing it for what now? Nine months? Somewhere in that uh, range? We're almost a year, honestly. Yeah, I think we're almost 10, out of year. 10 or 11, 10. 10. And so 10. And we've been good at it. We've been consistent with it. We've had ups and downs here or there. Like, we've had our little problems, but we've been good with it. We put on an episode every Especially week. with, like, when COVID first happened, mm-hmm. we went from recording in the studio like we are right now. Uh, we actually just came back in the studio. I'm sure you've been able to tell from the voice quality that yeah, we I sound have really good right now <laughs> but i mean we had to transfer and start doing it at zach's house literally it, recording, recording from a yeah. phone yeah and then i bought a mic we upgraded to that and then we actually got to come back into the studio like i said you can probably tell that there's a difference in how we sound but yeah we've had a couple like i mean i wouldn't say major things happen i mean that, they're kind of major but like I'd still count them as minor, where like Justin would go out of town a week, or I'd go out of town. Zach would go out of town, or and we'd have to figure out ways to do that. Just I was wouldn't prep, and yeah, you know, there's been like spots where I don't talk for like ten to twelve mm-hmm. minutes. You know, I mean, I remember that was mainly what in your apartment in your apartment when we used to record there, like Zach. Oh yeah, the sound quality there was <laughs> it's so echoey. echoey. It's so echoey. echoey. I know. Yeah, I mean, it was horrible, but but I, but I will say that. From COVID, we did get something good out of it. I mean, we have the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. It showed that we could go through it. And it also showed that we could come up with ideas, whether there's basketball or not. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's a season. So you guys already know, ESPN can already know, that's why they chose us, that we can come up with ideas and keep people wondering, keep people wanting to like listen in, even if there's not a current season going on. And that's like our goal. Like we want that that year-round spot. We want that whole thing. And like as of right now, our slot is taking over from whenever NFL season is over. Yeah, I mean, technically, it will still be going on during the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing a regular season show at Beefo Brady's that I was co-hosting with Chad Berliante, who is sports director at ESPN. And we've now decided not to go throughout the playoffs, and we're just going to go straight into this basketball show starting this Sunday you know, at 10. So we'll be on the air, on the mics. You catch it, ESPN. January Pensacola. 18th. Yeah. ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM, 99.1 FM. You can catch it, catch it on ESPN Pensacola.com as well. We will also be streaming on YouTube. So I'm going to be blasting the links. So I don't blast. I don't blast like the station numbers. I usually just blast the YouTube links because like why not get the full enhancement of being able to watch? You know, it's, sure. it's so much better. I look great. Opinion. I'll show up looking good. Okay, so suited up. Um, throughout this past week, we have had some stuff happen throughout the league. Bradley Beal went on a scoring tear. He scored 60 points in one of the games this week. They didn't win it, but that was a game that they went to overtime against the Philadelphia 76ers. Didn't he do that last season, too? Didn't he drop 60 on someone and they his, lost? His top 10, he's never scored 60, but his top 10 scoring games in his career, he's yeah. won one. Yeah, I was about, one I was about, game. I think he scored like I think it was it, it was, was like fifty six. Yeah, fifty six. Did you see that post? Like I don't know who posted it, but someone said Bradley Beal deserves a smile when he puts up fifty plus. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, like it, it yeah. sucks. Like, but then also, can we talk about Curry putting up what at the end of our episode last week? Put up sixty two, sixty two. Yeah, sixty two, and he put up thirty eight the other night when I believe the Clippers were up. I think twenty at I'm one point. Off. And that, yeah, that, he came back and won them that game. I mean, he went from. Dreads to fro, and now we see like, all right, that's the, 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 I'm we, telling we, you, the fro, the, the fro is, is so much better. Yeah. The dreads aren't it for anyone. No. Just stop it. No, just stop. Kill him. It's if Giannis, if Giannis ever gets dreads, I'm not watching until he takes them out. Just Say that right now. It's only Kawhi. Only Kawhi. So something else that happened this week: Markel Fultz tore his ACL. Yes, and he will be out for the season. Justin had him in fantasy. Yes. Dude, that sucks. Not not even just for Justin. Like it does <laughs> suck for you because I like. What do you, do you remember about what round you drafted him in? Uh, no, he was a late round. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. A, he was like, late. He, even the thing is, like, like he was looking good. Like in my opinion, I was talking to uh, my girlfriend about this, and I was like, I was trying because I saw the injury, and I was like, oh dang! And she like asked me about it, and I was like, I was like, yeah. So I tried to break in the whole like Markel Fultz saga and how everything went down, and I was like, yeah, like he, he was a no doubt number one overall pick, and then he got hurt, and then like there was whole like a conspiracy about it, and like it was just weird because like last season he, you could see him kind of like growing into that role, like getting accepted by. Orlando as a whole in like that magic scheme and then now this season like he I mean he looked good this first part I mean except for when he played OKC the game that I went to he looked horrible he played he played what six games six or seven right yeah I think Uh, I think he played seven games and then he went down with that injury but the thing is like he wasn't looking like that number one overall pick like we like we all expected but he he wasn't looking like a bust yeah he he was looking like he was looking like the guy that got the eighty million dollar contract that he just signed yeah and you yeah. know I picked up Alfred Payton over him which they've looked good like anyone, the Knicks have just for some reason looked good someone's got to score yeah that's it um, someone's got to score in the Knicks straight up speaking of that congrats on your first fantasy week of winning Sean you know I'm, I'm you pretty, lost every week yeah he lost to me you tanking yeah you tanking 
Since, since the Thunder aren't tanking, I'm tanking. Look at this. I'm, 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 a, I'm in the lead of the division. Hey, look, look at my team name. Look at my team name. Justin is uh, smoking a bowl. Bowl, bowl. Okay, like bowl, <laughs> bowl. And he's 18 and 6. The next closest person to him is 10 and 11 and 3. Let's go. Okay, you're actually kind of dominating that bracket. Wait, who? Zach's killing in the other bracket. Yeah, I know. Uh, our, our, friend, our, friend, our friend Zach Cyber is 20 and 4. Four right yeah, now, and he drafted Paul George first but round. The, Shout out! Not the same division, not the same division. So, um, another also, thing that happened this week was Bogdan Bogdanovich fractured his right knee. Fractured his knee. How medical experts? I need you to uh, inform like me on how you can cap? do that. No, the knee. I don't know how he did it. Like the bone, like the tibia when it goes to the knee. I guess I I didn't read a ton into it, but. It definitely confused me when I saw it. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you broke your... Uh, well, I can't really think of another joint that kind of works. To, like, you broke your hip. Okay, did you I break... Mean, you can did break you, your hip did, but, but did you break like the tibia or did you break like your hip bone? Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's kind of funky. But um, other than injuries, LaMelo Ball broke the record for youngest player to ever record a triple-double. It was by a good little bit, wasn't it? I mean, it was by a couple hundred days. I didn't... So he almost the night... I don't know if it was the night before or the two nights before that... But he was one assist off of a triple double, which would have made him one or two days younger. And then to next do it. night, but uh, yeah, then he did end up breaking it, and he he's it done by this. Two nights, what the heck? He's done this while coming off the bench. He still has never started an NBA game, which I've thought is pretty impressive. Okay, now I mentioned I mentioned this to you in the parking lot. Now we were all talking about this with the came to the draft is that his assist ability is what's going to be crazy. Like mm-hmm. that's what we thought his biggest thing will be. His rebounding ability, but has been what has shown though. Yeah, the the. It's not even just like the size. The size we all knew about. I mean, he's what six seven, six six, somewhere in between there. Pretty um, tall for, for a, a, a very um, honestly not even very tall. About big point guard, straight yeah. up. But like he's he's fighting for these rebounds. Like I've I've seen a few where like I've seen I saw a highlight where like he was like he boxed out with one hand, like went up to go like almost palm this ball like out of the air. Like that's a that's a strong rebound. That's like I've seen like even big guys who don't even do that. Yeah, did I mean, you did you see what he said about it? Mm-mm. He was like, like, I played way too much, way too many games right? in twenty one yeah. growing up to yeah, yeah. not be a good rebounder. I, I, honestly, I've been really impressed with him. I didn't really have the highest of hopes when it, him came into the league, but oh, I, I had him pegged as the number one, no question. I, I know you guys had him as a high pick, but I didn't really know if his success would be that great. And now he's threatening for rookie of the year so far. So yeah. he's 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 more favored than any other player obviously but he's a negative 110 which he was he's favored, before the though. season he was a plus 260 do you have any more news before we hop into this last the last thing of news that i had was that multiple games have been getting postponed and teams having to play with bare minimum amount of players 76ers game got canceled yesterday or today right the so the 76ers game has gotten not canceled but postponed yeah, yeah. the Celtics game has gotten postponed bulls Obviously, these play- and then the Heat, I know, yeah. got postponed as well. And then the 76ers also had to play a game with bare minimum amount Seven of players. People. That's ridiculous. And that is what did you see push their us walkout? Did you see their walkout with it? No, they were all like dancing, coming out, and then you're like, you're like, okay, well, where's the rest of the team? And they're just seven guys, just well, kind of like at least, their, at least their energy was. Crazy, it's just, it's just like know? seven guys just dribbling a bar, and, and you're like, nice layup line. It <laughs> wasn't even like that bad of a game. Like they only lost by what twelve, I think. And Tyrese Maxey, who I'm sure we'll get into when we start our segment, he popped off for 39 points. And they, Doc Rivers, before that game, I will say, was talking about how he was having players come off of IR just to not play, just so they had enough players yeah. to, like, just Mike in Scott case. Did that. Yeah. Like, Kinda he crazy. dressed 
but not enough to play. He was just an active player. Yeah. He wouldn't have gone in the game either way. So let's hop into our main se- main segment. So we're going to be talking about rookies, okay? So we've seen these guys play for roughly anywhere between like 7 and 10 yeah. games, correct? Right, Sean? 7 and 10, I mean, 7 and 11. About yeah, about week. somewhere between there, depending on like how many games got postponed, et cetera. Somewhere, so you've played a full like week of games, almost two weeks of games, okay? So we're going to be giving our reactions, who we think is looking the best, any surprises, um, and then we're also going to give our biggest disappointment from all the rookies. Um, and I mean, there's a lot to choose from, I will say that. There's yeah. a lot there's to a, choose from. This rookie class has been pretty disappointing as a whole, but there have been a couple bright spots throughout. And anybody want to take off and start it themselves? So I'll start because I think we all have this player, um, Tyrese Halliburton. So anytime we, so originally, I'll just tell everyone, we started with three players. Everyone picked three. And then if you had duplicates, you would just toss in on top of someone else's to ex- express the process. So um, uh, my first one, I picked Tyrese Halliburton, picked 12th by the Kings. Um, he, he He's averaging 12 points, 2.6 rebounds, 5.5 assists, which is the most of all, of all rookies. Okay. And... The big thing for me, 2.4 three-pointers per game. And this. Made. 2.4 made three-pointers per game. I didn't get his stats from his last game, but in fourth quarter so far this season, according to the, the three days ago, 42 points, 10 from 13 from the three-point line, 10 assists, and zero turnovers, which, I mean, rookie in the fourth quarter able to do that right now, that's pretty impressive. He lo- he looks good. And we, we saw, was it LaMelo, that they were, like, highlighting his, like, his like a rookie moment, and they were talking about how he like threw. Or wasn't Lamelo? Who was it? Um, where he he drove in. It was like a super close game, and he Andy Edwards, Andy Edwards was driving in, and it was a super close game. And he goes like kick it out on a fast break because they he knows they need a three, and he just stops, throws it backwards, and throws it directly to the yeah, opponent. Yeah, and then you see uh, Ricky Rubio. You know, he was kind of like teaching him through that. Yeah. Which Ricky Rubio, you know, that's a great guy. I mean, he's not has to have the greatest stats and have the greatest moments as a player, but very smart. He's probably a guy that you want to have as a teammate because he's going to be very. He's going to give you For sure, yeah, yeah, he definitely helps. One thing I will add is that I was the most surprised by like how well he fits with De'Aaron Fox. I mean, as me and Sean talked about it in, uh, I think it was like a podcast, like forty-one or forty-two, right after the draft, our little like midweek one. Um, we talked about how like it was it was surprising. Like we still think he would fit with De'Aaron Fox pretty well because he can play off ball, but like. He looks great, Sean. Like he, I don't know how well, to. I'm gonna. I want to attribute a lot of, not all of it, but a lot of it to De'Aaron Fox being able to play off the ball. Now, if Tyrese Halliburton was the only one that could play off ball, it wouldn't be as fruitful of a pairing. Yeah. But since De'Aaron Fox is, he's a, an amazing cutter for being the point guard, yeah. he's and so he has upgrade or he's improved on being a three point shooter throughout his career, yeah, which goes, is definitely both ways. yeah. So I think that's a big reason why Tyrese Halliburton has been able to look so successful. And I know, I knew you guys were going to pick two players, or I figured there were two players that were definitely going to get picked, him and LaMelo. So I chose not to pick either one of those. But since I already brought up LaMelo, anything else you want to add about Halliburton? Um, to me, even though he's a younger prospect, he feels like Malcolm Brogdon to me. He's a, he's a solid three-point shooter, especially catch and shoot. He can run point guard with you. He's confident off ball and cutting. He can he he is kind of like flashy when you see him cut off ball. I, I I looked up a specific off ball highlights for him, and he looks really good. Okay, and so I want to get this in there. Steal the draft. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you took him 12th. He was expected, was it as high as four, right, mm-hmm. that we saw a pre-draft? Um, really just like a lot of guys like Desnam or not Desnam Musa, um, Denny Abdia and like a few of these other guys really just flew up. Patrick Williams, a few of these other guys really just flew up. He fell down. It was really more of just like, okay, well, who's going to take him? I mean, he's a great prospect. And it, I was so surprised the Spurs didn't take him. That, that would have been, me. oh my gosh, that would have been so like, nice. Wow. Because he would have fit. So he would be like that Tony Parker of their next generation. For sure. And he's 19, about to turn 20, I believe. So he's a he's younger a, guy. He's an older guy for the draft mm. because he was a sophomore in college. But like that's why people viewed him as a much safer pick because he didn't have a lot of variance between his two years. Now, if we want to go into LaMelo, who was the third pick in the draft, we have already talked about him a little bit in the beginning of this podcast. But... He's been pretty impressive so far. Hasn't started a game, but he's gotten a triple-double and almost had a triple-double in the game before that. Yep. So I know Justin wanted to talk about him. If you yeah, wanna... I wanted to talk about him. Um, try, hold on, I'm trying to pull up my stats. Uh, I wanted to talk about him, but the other guy I wanted to talk about was James Wiseman. Um, okay. you know, I know you guys weren't a huge fan of Wiseman going into the draft, and you guys didn't really agree with the fact that the Warriors probably shouldn't take him, this and that. But I mean, he's been nothing just but... A utility player. I mean, he's, he's been great. Uh, let me read off his stats real quick. He's averaging 10.9 a game. Uh, he's averaging a block and a half, and then also six rebounds a game, which for a center, you know, not the greatest stats, but, you know, he's still putting up points and numbers. And he, he hasn't started every game. I know that. No, he hasn't started every game. They've been working on other guys, and I don't know who. I know one thing that, that I was skeptical about in the draft was, for me, the Warriors should have – in in my opinion, taken best available. And best available was LaMelo. LaMelo. Like, mm-hmm. especially for how their team is set up, you take the absolute highest upside. Don't remember, like, James Wiseman has looked great. He really has. You know, and he's shot the ball well, which it, you weren't it expecting. Was, it was kind of funny because we got the news on uh, Clay, Clay. Clay Thompson's injury with his Achilles right as around the draft was starting. Mm-hmm. And they probably already had their mind made up on they wanted Wiseman. But now that we're looking at it, do we think that he they probably should have got Curry a little bit more help when it came to shooting the ball a little bit? Because, I mean, look, it seems like right now the Warriors only win if Curry's popping off with 35-plus right now. I, I don't think they're really even bought into this year, if I'm being honest. I think they're more of just like, yeah, we're, we know we're good. Maybe whenever just, Clay comes back, we try again. Because the way he started so far, he's, he's wasting a good year. To waste a year, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I see that. It, it does suck, but I feel like they're almost in a situation where they're like, we're not going to waste a draft pick if we if we genuinely think this person could play out better if we wait one more year, you know? Like, yeah. if, if Clay doesn't get hurt, do you think LaMelo's still the right pick? No, I don't. Because I, I, they need that five. They, they do need a five. They, so that, that that's yeah. has to be how they yeah, draft. I guess, you, I guess you could say it. I mean, yeah, because you don't want to focus just on one year when it comes to a draft because especially you don't know what that player's going to turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Wiseman, he's looked good His so three-point shooting has impressed me. I will yeah, say that. I will say he, that. He, he shot... 27, I believe, 27.5% from three in college. And he's looked good. I want to say the first, like, two games, I watched him pull, like, a three each game. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, his, his, it's not even the fact that, it, like, he was hitting a high percentage. It was more of just, like, he looks confident pulling it. He feels just from looking like I'm big on, like, how does it feel when they shoot? Like, he looks like he's, like, comfortable pulling. Yeah. I see that as well. I mean, and for a big guy being able to shoot that ability, I mean, it really fits him. So. True. So, Sean, go and give me one of your guys. All right, so I'm going off a center that wasn't 
pegged as a center the entire draft, but has turned out to be an amazing find for the team that picked them. I'm going with the 20th overall pick from Memphis, Precious Atua. He plays for the Miami Heat, and he plays basically exactly how Bam plays. He's averaging seven, basically seven and a half points, four and a half rebounds, and then an assist a game, which, I mean, you can see shades of Bam Adebayo in him, and it lets them be able to play the same style of basketball the whole way through the game, which can be good, can be bad, but so far during the season, we've seen it be only a good thing for them. They haven't been winning as many games as you'd think, but, I mean, Jimmy Butler hasn't played in a lot of games. You've seen a lot of their players have to sit out because of the COVID restrictions and all that, where they have to quarantine for so many days if they have it or if they have contact tracing. And you have seen it around the league where, as we talked about earlier, there have been games that have been canceled or postponed. And um, But he's just... He's impressed for being the 20th overall pick, and like most people said, they, they didn't see him having a defined role because he was that he's a shorter big man where he can't... You want him to play power forward, but his play style is a center. Play, yeah. But he can handle the ball enough to where he can get out of traps and help... When Jimmy Butler brings the ball down, gets trapped up at, up the top, uh, up at the top, and then... His playmaking ability definitely helps him. It, yeah. it definitely allows his play style to grow. Uh, <laughs> I think. I, th- I think his ability to Thanks. like play. You, I think his upside would be to play with Bam, and I think like if he's able to do that and be a playmaker with Bam being the center, I think that has to be how you have to play him. Yeah, so next guy, Justin, who do you want to go after? I know you skipped over LaMelo earlier, so uh, what's your third guy that you wanted to talk about? Is Diallo a rookie? No, he's not. That's okay. I was just making sure. <laughs> Can I go back to LaMelo? Let's just, Zach, let's go ahead and go to you. I know you have somebody prepared. So I have Peyton Pritchard. Um, Peyton Pritchard, obviously an older guard coming out of Oregon. Um, he actually, fun fact, will be tw- turning 23 before Jason Tatum, even though he's a rookie. Yeah, he's 22. I believe Jason Tatum's birthday is in September, and his is in August or July, I believe. I can't remember exactly the dates, but he, he turns 23 before Jason Tatum, which is like weird because it's almost like a Devin Booker kind of situation to where like he's so young when they drafted him, and yet they're still like he's drafting. only 19. Yeah, and they're, and they're and they're still like drafting players who are like younger, like older than him. It's it's weird, but. Peyton Pritchard has surprised me. He was a later pick. I mean, we saw the Celtics take take almost like a not really a chance because they thought that he was a plug and play player. Like he's an older player coming out of Oregon. He he looked good. I believe he averaged like twenty three points per game in his his uh, final year in Oregon. Excuse me. And um, he was one of the most clutch players in all of NCAA last year. And you you've seen that in the season this year where he has. Clutched a, clinched a game for them during was this o- OT game winner, or was it regular, regular? I think it was regular season, if I remember correctly. But um, and and he also is, I believe, his first game of his first game ever in the NBA. He put up twenty three, right, or twenty two, one of those two. Um, I mean, really, just a pure score. Um, I think he brings more of a leadership role, which is nice to add, even, especially with a younger guy, which like really isn't young relative to your stars, but. I think he adds a lot to this team, and I think him growing into this role, even if he's not 
Kyrie, he's not whatever. He's not your like Lamelo. He's not your superstar point guard. I think he can take over that role that they've been giving to Marcus Smart. If if anything, that's the minimum. And what has helped his stats? Because when you look at his stats, he has one of the best stat lines for all of the rookies so far this year. What has helped that is that Kimball Walker has been out this entire season, mm-hmm. so they've been playing with Jeff Teague or Marcus Smart at point guard, and the minutes that you'd see. Jeff Teague and Marcus Smart getting at the backup point, you're seeing Peyton Pritchard get that mm. because they're down their all star. And it, and it and does it, worry me that, like, they have, they're so deep at guard that, like, when Kimba comes back, like, he might not even see, what, 10 minutes, maybe. And that, that would be disappointing because, I mean, they used a first round pick on him, mm. but he has been incredible for them. I mean, mm. he's averaging 1.3 steals, which is in the top three of all rookies. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like the, the, the one that's the thing that's surprising to me was like how big he's able to play a role on this defensive team. And like it does like after I was like writing it down, I was like, okay, well, is it this just the, just the Celtics? I mean, we saw Jay Crowder look amazing on defense. We've seen Avery Bradley look good with um, Brad Stevens. We've seen a lot of these guys look really, really good on defense. Even honestly, even Ennis Cantor looked good for a little bit on defense, which is, which is surprising to even say that I said that out loud. But a lot of guys have just looked good on defense, so I don't know if it's just him or what, but he's hunting out steals. I mean, you said it was like 1.2 or 1.3. The big thing for me, though, is like he's efficient, and his uh, uh, his field goal percentage right now is 51%, and that's on scoring like 11 points per game. So as like a younger guy, as like especially coming in a league, like you wouldn't expect someone to be as efficient as that. Like we see guys come in, and they're just not ready. Like they just kind of throw up shots. I mean, <clears throat> Anthony Edwards. I'll mention him later, but um, yeah. Anthony Edwards almost completely inefficient. Like we just see these guys who just aren't ready. And I think it shows like taking those later round picks with older guys has value. And you shouldn't mark someone off just because they're not eighteen and have like fourteen years left in the NBA. Like you shouldn't just mark someone off just for the fact of that just because they're. 21 or 20 like you shouldn't just cut someone out yep and so now i want to get back to lamella ball uh we you know we started off talking with him in the triple double but like we said we all thought the assists would be what really pop out the board and he's still putting up great assists i mean he's 5.9 right now just on that boundary of putting up six but he's put up he's putting up more rebounds a game than james wiseman which you know that's really surprising because you know, Wiseman's a guy who was a great rebounder in college and high school didn't really get to see him much at memphis but he's putting up 12.8 as well as shooting. He's done a great job. His three thirteen point one points. Not twelve point eight. Thirteen point one. Well then uh ESPN fantasy. Thirteen point one is what I have, but it's probably okay. something like that. Yeah, well his three ball it still needs work. I feel like I mean he's there's some games where it's really spotty and then some games he just can't connect on it. Uh but you know, right now I've just been really surprised at his rebounding ability. And I, I don't I mentioned it last week in the podcast, but I don't want them to try and change his jump shot. Like it he's already set like that He's already shooting, and I will say a surprising um, 37%, which, like, isn't, like, okay, people have been dogging him about his three-point percentage, saying, like, oh, well, like, he's just not hitting, he's not efficient from three. 37% I take on, like, almost 75% of people. Yeah. If you're not a pure shooter and you shoot 37%, that's money. I mean, for example, people think Anthony Davis is a shooter, right? Anthony Davis shoots 38% in the playoffs. He shoots 34 in in the regular season. I mean, his last games, he's put up 22, 12, 13, 12, 13. Uh, right now, he's got zero against the Knicks right now, but you know, still only, he's only played seven minutes in this game so far. 
Uh, still got a lot of work to do, but I mean, he's averaging 25 minutes a game. Hasn't started a game yet. But he, he's getting right. those starter minutes, though, even though he's not starting. Especially if, like, Charlotte doesn't have much to play over. So, no. you know, he's going to get his minutes. I, I feel like we'll see him start sometime throughout this year. For sure. And the big thing for me is, like, I, I've said it before, and, like, even when we were leading up to the draft, draft night, everything, I was like, LaMelo has a culture that he's bringing. And I, I said it with, like, very few. It, it is very sparingly that I will say someone brings a culture, and it's like, LaMelo, Trey Young, Giannis, like there's very few people that bring a culture to your team, and LaMelo brings that. Now, I do want to ask this. Better than Zoe? Yeah, yeah. We talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 I think he will be. Just Even if he can just stay at this level where he's at right now, he has more upside than Lonzo. I mean, he put up more points in each of the main three categories when he faced Lonzo one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, did, he played great against Lonzo, you know, going up one-on-one against him. I thought it was a good game. Yeah, and, and like for sure, I I think he definitely has a higher chance of like whether it's being an all star, whether it's being whatever selection you want to name. Like he has a higher chance than Lonzo. I think Lonzo for you for a team like if you're a championship team, Lonzo's probably what your fourth starter. Mm-hmm. It, it, it honestly, if you're if you're looking good, I mean like maybe three if he really starts like hitting those threes. But like I think Lamelo could be your two. Oh yeah, I mean, maybe even too. a one if he really like if that three point shot develops like how it was in like high school and college like or not college high school and like overseas like he could be a number one no joke. Now I do want to ask this. So do y'all have a bust for this draft yet? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have one. Do you have one, Sean? Okay, so let's do bust. So mine was going to be Aaron Neesmith, which who was my pick in the draft, which kind of sucks because like I honestly I still believe him. I don't care. I still believe him. I think he's going to I still think he's going to do good. He has a beautiful frame. He's long. He hits threes at a 50% rate. He's only getting 9 minutes per game. Yeah, I was going to bring up something we were talking about Peyton Pritchard. I was going to mm-hmm. bring up that he's shooting 42.3% and Aaron Neesmith who was 12 like, picks like higher than him is 22.2. Yeah. And he's not averaging many points. Doesn't he's, he's he has shooting, not looked good at all? No, and, and, he, and, he, and he's still shooting like three threes a game. Yeah, in, in those like nine or ten minutes a game, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But that's that's not my bust because I was like I'm gonna give him a pass just because of minutes per game, and because he was and, still. I was about to say because he's your and, guy. Because he's still my pick of the draft because I love him. But my bust is Anthony Edwards, number one overall pick. <laughs> okay, you first of all. Since I heard the press conference with him and the Timberwolves media consultant or media, yeah, media consultant, I was off the Anthony Edwards train. Yeah, you, guys, you do not talk to a media consultant the way that he does. I don't care if it's a joke. I, I don't care whatever. I don't care. You don't come out and say, "Oh, well, I'm just here for the money." I mean, I'm getting whatever it is. If money's involved, I'm playing. That's word for word what he said. One. Now we talked about this last week. I hate those players, and I hate those type of players, and I hate that mentality. You just want your money. Who wants to be teammates with that guy, especially the ones yeah. that want to chase a ship? No one wants that guy as a teammate. Second of all, I'm not trying to dog on the guy. He sounds very unintelligent when he's being interviewed. Not at all. But, the, like, even on the court, if we take all the off-court stuff of him, you know, shooting 38% from the field or him, like, only averaging two two rebounds and two assists or only shooting 27% from three, he's really just not doing anything. And this is on almost 20 minutes per game. Like you're, he, I don't, I don't believe he. I think he's got to start half the time. I think they've played nine or ten games, and he started like four or five of them. So he's not getting to start every game. But so what? 
what makes him not be able to start, which I every game that I've seen, I've seen him come off the bench, and it's because they have D'Angelo Russell and Ricky Rubio, mm-hmm. and none of those are going to be able to play the three. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell is not tall enough. Ricky Rubio isn't tall enough. Anthony Edwards has the best chance of it. Honestly. I mean, and he's still six four, six five. Yeah, at highest, and he just he doesn't look good. I'm not clowning on him just because of that game, which I think that game. If anything's going to push, which game? Break it down for the, the listeners. When he passed, the, or when he passed out of that drive. Okay. Now, I think that game, if anything, is going to push him to be to become what he could be. It would be that game okay. where he messed up and he became the like center of attention okay. of the league, and people are like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. Like that would be the one game in his career that will push him to become. A star, if that is his trajectory, okay. And having a vet like Ricky Rubio is gonna, if anything, is gonna be the reason he gets to where he's gonna go. Do you think he? What well, What do you think? Now that we've seen him play two weeks, I still think he's the shorter version of Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> but I agree. which did y'all see that said about Andrew Wiggins uh, defending Kawhi? He's like. Mm-hmm. Two for twenty-two from the field, or something like that. Something wild. He's locked down. What the heck? Yeah, so he's a dog on defense. He probably just tries really hard just on Kawhi for some reason. I can probably find that again. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, he. I mean, it might still work out, but for me, I'm completely off the train. I'm done with it. I'm done with any words. The thing was, to me, it felt a lot. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, did this draft not feel a lot like the Markel Fultz draft, where it was like. Okay, that guy's going number one. We all know it, but like, okay, who's second? Like, there was no like, and obviously we've seen it before with like Zion. We've seen it before with like, even like some of these like more recent drafts where like, okay, there's a guaranteed one, and then who's next? But like, for him, it was like a guaranteed number one that like didn't have the spotlight. Yeah, it was like a number one that was like, you gotta look up highlights for this man to like really understand why he's going number one. I think. When I compare this draft to another one, it was the 2013 draft where it's just like the stars that are going to be in this aren't going to come from the top. Like you're yeah. going to get a couple all stars on the top. That's like Lamelo's going to be an all star. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was the Giannis draft where Giannis, Rudy yeah. Gobert, CJ McCollum—they're all later picks. And the Here's best, <clears throat> the best early pick was Victor Oladipo. He went second, but past that, I mean, you had Otto Porter go third, which he's a role player, but. And he's in a league. Yeah, least. you're going to have a lot of role players come out of this draft, and we've said that every time we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But the guys that are going to be stars, you're going to see it in a couple years where they're just going to be like, yeah, I'm here. You should have you should have picked me earlier. What draft is Bradley Beal? Isn't he? F- 2012. Same draft okay, as Anthony Davis. 14, okay. See, 2013, the guy who won Rookie of the Year was the 11th overall pick, and that was Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah, I remember that. And... Nobody knows. Where I, he, I, I was thinking. Can you t- could you tell me where Michael Carter Williams plays right now? Nowhere. He plays on the Magic. So. Nowhere, that, to, nowhere to me. Exactly. So yeah, Sean, Sean just knows because he week. saw him. Sean knows because he saw him last week. Yeah, I was like, he saw him. Last <laughs> yeah. week. Now, okay, so let's kind of wrap it up. My, I have a disappointment that I wanted to talk okay, about. Get, yeah, get so, Killian Hayes, which was my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he hasn't looked good, and. I think it's a lot because of the scheme where they're having to play Jeremy Grant at the three, which Jeremy Grant looks amazing this year. 23 points per game. Yeah. That's higher. That's almost double what his 
All-star? Oh, yeah. I think he I think he will get an all-star. But he is almost doubling his highest points per game on any other season just this year. But having to play Jeremy Grant, who's really a four and a small ball five, Blake Griffin, and then Mason Plumley or Jaleel, you don't really have the spacing that you would want as a point guard. So all you're really doing is shooting threes and passing. And he, you're not set up to succeed. And he got a like a minor injury. Yeah, he's he's right? injured right now. Sprain or something, right? Yeah, so he's going to be out for a little bit. He has been out for a couple games. Detroit's two and eight, so this would have been the perfect time to you know shop those vets. Exactly. I think they did a lot. What the I think the Pistons did what the Knicks did last year, where okay. they just signed a ton of veterans because they had the cap space. They're like do something, and they're like, okay, we're going to be able to flip these guys at the deadline, like, like Plumley, but not if you're not if you're bad, not. Not if they're not playing good and yeah. they're not in a good position to succeed. But Killian Hayes is putting up 4.6 points, 1.1 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and .3 steals per game. Oof. Yeah. That's the seventh overall pick. Oof. Now, since I'm a Thunder fan, I'm going to give you a guy that was projected at the beginning of the season to go in the top five. Teo Maladone no. is averaging 6.1 points, two rebounds, Three assists and point eight steals. Now, do you have Obi's numbers too? Because I mean, Obi's like he's like nine points nine per points game and two three and two. Threes. I, think. I mean, he had like a good stat line, but it's only one game. Yeah. So Teo was drafted at thirty four. I mean, they're equivalent. I don't think Teo's having a good season either, but they're equivalent. no, they're not. But Teo is coming off the bench, yeah. not playing as many minutes, but putting up better stats in every category except for assists, and they he's both- playing with another pretty ball dominant guy when he's on the court and Shea Gilgis Alexander and everybody on the Thunder is really a ball handler so he doesn't get as many minutes handling the ball so are you, are you saying they're equivalent and like the Pistons, I think Teo or are you saying that he's better I think Teo's better this season I mean who knows what we're going to see yeah, in the future obviously we're just, just basing asking. it off the first two weeks but I, I will say because I was looking into because I, I was going to make him my like I guess because he, he's so low, I, was, I wasn't really going to make him a bust. I was just looking into him. But he has like a very low, like a fit, effective field goal percentage. He has a very low three-point percentage. So, I mean, I did, and don't get me wrong, they're equivalent. That's why I was saying, like, I think they're more equal and y'all just got to steal at 32 rather than, I think, like, to compare them that Teo's better. You know what I mean? I mean, sense. compare a guy that went seventh overall to a 34 overall. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no like, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's all I'm doing is – the guy that went 7th overall isn't playing as good as the guy that went 34th yeah. overall. And the guy that went 34th isn't even getting as many minutes to show what he can really do. Yeah. If Teo was put in the... If he was put on the Pistons, he'd probably have... I mean, I'd say he'd still have better stats. And it sucks but, because, like, we saw Killian Hayes look pretty good those, like, first, like... What was it, like, the first, like, two or three games? Like, he, hit that, he hit that step... Or preseason, that's what they, He yeah. hit that step back on um some... Some Raptors player, I forget who it was. It wasn't OG... Um, whoever he's up to step back on someone and like continue to like play very very well and then like now he's just kind of like I don't know what it he almost looks like in I I and to be fair I've only seen like one Pistons game this season but the game I did watch he looked really slow which is weird to me because he's a fast player like one of the things he was known for was being quick being crafty like I don't know what it is but I haven't been able to watch many Pistons I've watched one like you said you did um. And he just he didn't look good in that game. It they kind of shut off his left hand, which is the only will, hand yeah, he's I will good say at. That, yeah. So I mean, if 
if anything, these guys are rookies. They're going to improve. Like, that's the only way to do anything. You're only going to go up from here. Like, if you have potential like Killian Hayes, like Aaron Neesmith, like Obi Toppin, all these guys, you have all the potential in the world. You just have to realize it and be like, okay, I can get to that point. And you have to have those rookie mistakes like they're having, and one day you'll be there as long as you put the work in and you're committed to getting there. Kind of sounds like Coast Coast Podcast. Yep. All right, so... To wrap it up, let's give our Rookie of the Year votes. Or overreactions Rookie of the Year. Who we got? Reese. Who you got? Tyrese Halliburton. Reese. I'm going to say... I would have still picked Obi Toppin if he wouldn't have been injured for the last two weeks. I don't want to hedge my bet, but like I feel like... Tyrese Halliburton... I feel like Tyrese Halliburton has like ran away with it at the beginning right here. I mean, you said he's favorite, right? He's negative 110. No, yeah. that's LaMelo right now. LaMelo's negative 110. Tyrese is second. With, do you know the number? I don't know the okay. numbers on it's it. It's probably close, though. I right? mean, yeah. I think LaMelo will still get it just for the name. So I'm going to call LaMelo. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's going to be LaMelo as well just because of how much fame he gets. I mean, both these guys are on teams that probably won't make playoffs. Now, if the Kings, the Kings pop off, though, he's got to yeah, okay, get it, right? now, How about this? It's, if the Kings make the playoffs and Tyrese Halliburton stays healthy, I think I think he wins it. But if they don't— I got LaMelo. I got, I got honestly, I got Lamella either way. Honestly, I changed really? my mind. Oh, Ty- I got, I got Tyrese Lamella Halliburton is his Kings are four and six, and the Charlotte Hornets are five and five. But that a lot of that is due to yeah. freaking Gordon Hayward, who's been popping off this year. I mean, he's, he's he had like 20, two forty point games. He's he star like player, twenty three or twenty five, right? Yeah, he's and, a star player though. So I mean, yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, he, he wants. Okay, well, here's they the want thing. him to. He's be a star the face player. of the Hornets. Because think about it, the like, face of the Hornets is. Lamelo, Lamelo. It is, but the thing is, when you when TNT shows games, they show the player in front of that logo. It's Gordon Hayward's face for up. now. Okay, but they have for Al Horford for, for the now, Thunder, though. and Shea Gilgis Alexander is the best player. For, I, I think they have Anthony Davis for, for the Lakers, and there's he's, no he's LeBron. The face. He's the guy who's he's yeah. like he's got the All Star biggest I mean, contract. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Come on, like you know. <laughs> but all right, when you look at it, I don't know if Lamelo is going to start this year. He's going to have to keep producing like he has been. To jump over Terry Rozier, who has been playing better than he has. Do we have a? I didn't mean to cut you off, but do we have a date for All Star? There's no All Star. No, I know, but like the they're still going to get a break though. I know there's no the, All Star game, but middle of Mar- whatever the season. Halfway it's going to be after is it March halfway 5th. or sixty percent like it usually is. It's going to be March fifth. They've put together forty or fifty percent of the season, and then the the end of the season, the forty percent is after. So they have 50% that'll end on March 3rd, 4th, 5th. And then the other half, they're going to build the schedule off that. And it's going to end whenever that ends. Okay. So still around the same time, though. It's a, it's respect, about, respectively, yeah. based on the amount of games. I don't know. I, I think for sure Lamelo's starting after All-Star. All right. So I'm, I'm betting on that. Okay. So that's going to wrap it up for us. Tune into the show this week on ESPN Pensacola. It's going to be... 10 to noon on 99.1 FM, 13.30 Central time. Make sure you know Central time if you're not in. You can catch on ESPNPensacola.com if you're not a local here in Pensacola uh, or on the YouTube link that we'll be dropping on our, our on our personal social media pages as well. Uh, big Where do they find us. you, Zach? Uh, Instagram at Z.Taylor. Uh, Twitter at Yo, it's Zach Taylor. Um, Facebook at Zach Taylor. Um, <laughs> 
LinkedIn at Zachary Taylor. All right, Justin, where do they find you? Uh, I'm just looking at my Instagram, uh, justinpatrick.espnpicola. So. And then on Instagram, I am at phi.lson. And on Twitter, it's phi underscore lson. What about your LinkedIn? Uh, LinkedIn is uh, not available yet. It's uh, only available is, uh, in certain countries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, my Facebook is Sean Filson, just in case anybody <laughs> wants to add me. Um, yeah. All right. I'll do it. Later. Hey! <laughs>